0: Mike and Viana guys yeah, playing some games that I pray to your mama that they're not super lame And if that all sounds cool, I can tell you the name It's the R-H-A-P-B-M-B Mike and Viana yeah, playing some games that better pray to your mama that they're not super lame And if that all sounds cool, I can tell you
1: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the RHAP b for episode 11 of Survivor Pearl Islands, or shall I say, Avast G-Mateys. Here we are talking about a legendary episode from a legendary season with family members, fish, hiding in the bushes, all the fixings. And we have a very jam-packed panel with a jam-packed episode to talk about. First, let me welcome in, of course, Liana Boris, the uh, gondules to Maya Rose, I suppose.
2: Uh, yeah. I don't know if we have a food analogy that will work for us. I think, I don't know what's a, we need to have something weirder than that. Like that's too common of a food item. What's something, what's a Uh, weird combination?
1: should we go with what, uh, Dara's boyfriend thought her favorite, uh, food was with this milk and cornbread?
2: <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. That's fitting, I think, for us. I don't know. I think you're more milk and I'm the cornbread, yeah. but yeah, it could, it could, go either way. No, no, no. This is, uh, this is such a pearl of a season. I found it in on that one. Whatever. I'm, Listen, so it worked excited. better,
1: much better than what was last week. Uh, I don't know.
2: I'm- I try to forget. My terrible uh, intro lines because I had the one right. It was like the one I came up with. I think for Marquesas. and then after that, it's been just like shooting blanks, baby. I mean,
1: listen, you're one for for eleven. That's still a pretty good thing. I'd keep you on that baseball team if you had that batting average. (laughs)
2: mm, Would you? Would you though? I don't know about baseball, right? But like.
1: Yeah, I think that just speaks to the ineptitude of my own managerial skills. But let's move on here because I'm so excited. You know, this is an episode about love, as Jeff Probst would say. (laughs) So we are bringing on a bona fide pair of loved ones. This is a couple, survivor-loving couple, who applied for the RHAP class of 2020. And I'm so happy to welcome them not only to the B&B, but to RHAP in general, Kevin McLean and Nigel Bocanegra. Welcome to the B&B. How are you doing, guys?
0: Doing great. How are you? You literally looked at each other to
1: confirm <laughs> as to how you were doing, and then said, "Good guys, are we good? <laughs> are we good? Are we, is this okay? Yeah." Linked twice, and, and her
0: loved one with the black
1: rocks. You know, just trying to <laughs>
0: sync up properly.
1: And just for um, the podcast listeners' sake, if you guys want to do like an amazing race exit interview style, uh, say who is who, so we can get used to each other's voices.
0: Sure, but you have to imagine us doing like the goofy turn to camera when we introduce yes. ourselves. <laughs> uh, hello, everybody. My name is Nigel Bocanegra. Uh, I'm 28 years old, originally from San Francisco, California, uh, but now live in Washington, D.C. Uh, when I was in college, I was on on demand and stumbled across Bryce Isaiah's boot episode and got sucked into the reality TV world of CBS ever since uh and I'm Kevin McLean um I'm an old-school Survivor fan uh I was really drawn to that kind of the sociological aspect of the show I am getting my master's in sociology uh largely driven because of Survivor and one of my final papers was on the racial bias against black women on the on the, the game I work as a statistician now and um uh I don't know what other facts I'm Asian I I, I didn't know if that was something that people would be able to tell based on my name but um, I would have been on the Puka Puka tribe I guess that's (laughs) my I wanted to make sure people
1: knew (laughs) well I'd love to hear your guys story because this is it's an amazing story because you guys are a couple who found each other through Survivor which Jeff Probst has touted so much about what a Survivor (laughs) has done over the years but I don't think even he would know that Survivor literally brings people together
0: it does. Yeah. So Kevin and I actually met uh, at an RHAP patron meetup uh, for the season finale of Ghost Island. So one of the few good things to come out of the season. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I remember we we showed up at the bar. I saw him in some stupid, uh, uh, busy pattern of some sort. And uh, I sat next to him and started talking about Survivor for a bit. And, you know, before this, I didn't know anybody in my life who was a fan of Survivor. So I was just so excited to be at a patron meetup to be able to talk about it. And immediately, you just see how much knowledge he has. And it's like, oh, God, what have I gotten myself into here? Yeah. When I said, like, are you Team Puka Puka or not? He was like, I haven't seen Cook Islands. I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about. <laughs>
2: this is a love story after my own heart like this is so amazing so cute oh reminds me of me
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's why it's so cute because it reminds me of yourself
2: yeah (laughs) it's very self-serving in that way yes
1: well i also know that like like you just talked about uh kevin i know that you guys sort of like have an old school new school fan type of pairing so as we start to get into this episode i would love to ask you both especially from like your different ways you view the show what was it like going back all the way to the end of 2003 and watching back like a standard definition, infamous episode of Survivor Pearl Islands?
0: So for me, you know, it's just what I was used to. Like, to me, this is this is regular television television. Um, I remember trying to get Nigel to watch. I think early seasons in general, and he was really resistant because of standard definitions Specifically,
1: (laughs) it's a bit of a detractor for like more people than you would imagine. Uh, I was I was helping some other people get to start watching the seasons, and the standard definitions ones were the ones they the last ones they watched because they're like, I can't settle for that. I need my nature shots and brilliant 4K HD. Uh, No, I love a good standard definition. I'll watch old seasons of The Mole on YouTube. Like I don't Mm -hmm. care; it can be the Mm -hmm. worst
0: quality. Yeah, I don't need uh, any 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 fancy gadgets and gizmos like new school fans do. My I don't need adults, I don't need HD. One hundred and twenty eight
2: pixels by one hundred and twenty eight pixels is enough <laughs> for me, baby.
0: <laughs> and you know, for me, it's like you know, being a newer school fan. I had previously watched Pearl Islands before, but to me, Sandra is so much more of the game changers and winners at war, Sandra, because I mm. binged Pearl Islands over like one weekend. Whereas those two seasons, you know, it's I'm watching it week after week and talking about everything. And so it was so fun to go back and see Sandra uh, being so confident and bold, but not using the phrase the queen stays queen. You know, it's just like a little bit of a different version of her.
2: Yeah. So, Nigel, when was the first time that you saw uh, Pearl Islands as a season?
0: That was I had probably been watching the show for a year and a half, and I had just gone on Reddit, and it was one of the most recommended seasons that you Mm. can watch. And, you know, I think that for people who are newer school fans, the show focuses now so much on, like, the strategy and the blindsides and the craziness, and a lot of the older seasons are a little bit slower from that point of view, you know? But even then, Pearl Islands does have a lot of twists and turns, and it does have a lot of strategy in it. So I didn't feel like I had any sort of issues transitioning uh, when moving from like Kageon and San Juan del Sur over to Pearl Island. And I think it's just a really fun season. I always tell people, you see always all the Reddit threads. What's the first season you should show someone? A lot of people say Kageon or Millennials versus Gen X. I always say Pearl Islands. Mm-hmm. So then the characters are larger than life. They're easy to understand. I think Sandra's rootable. There's, it's not a straight pagonging. I think you get everything without the complications of really advanced strategy. So it's a good first thing for people to, to get used to. Yeah, Plus I, then they're like used to the standard definition from the get-go. You know what I mean? It's like an easier transition. Don't tell them there's another option. <laughs> That's
1: right, exactly. You're slowly boiling the frog, right? Of like, oh, yeah. wait a minute. So then you'll turn the pot on to HD. I mean, I, I very much agree uh, with you, Kevin, to the point where when Angela was starting to get into Survivor, she's like, all right, I guess I'm committed to this guy. I guess I need to get more into Survivor. <laughs> the, the thing I remembered was her and I met in the middle. Uh, we met at the Palisades Mall in New York just to, like, have dinner, and I handed her my treasured, literally, Survivor Pearl Islands DVD, and I'm like, this is the first <laughs> season you need to watch, because I knew if you watch this, like, you're gonna get hooked on it. Because I totally agree. The reason why it's my favorite season is because I think it's it's a perfect mixture of characters, really interesting gameplay, in the form of that post-merge, which is, like, surprisingly chaotic. There's a really fun theme to it. I, I really do miss when they would theme like as as hokey as it might be culturally speaking to have like all the pirate challenges was so much fun there was so much comedy involved like it really is it will always be my gold standard of of reality television and so it is totally something that i will always recommend as well as the very first season but liana i know you were somebody who also sort of uh caught up to survivor did was pearl islands like in the in the first on your list or did it end up getting buried somewhere in the middle when you were rewatching everything
2: well, I ended up going chronologically because, to me, that like made the most sense. Uh, I was already committed to c- catching up on Survivor, so I was like, "Well, I don't care what order I do it in. I'm just gonna I'm gonna watch them all." Um, and so, the, I mean, having to go from Amazon and then into Pearl Islands is just such a fantastic couple of seasons to go back to back. And I think what it emphasizes for me, and doing this rewatch, has also emphasized for me is that. Casting is so freaking important. Like it yeah. really, truly is the backbone of what makes a good season. Because if you have interesting characters, that will produce an interesting product. And this is no different from just the previously on of this episode with Lil being like, "I am the Scout Master," <laughs> being drunk all up on the boat, and John's like, "You're drunk, Lil," and while he's drunk at the same time. It's just. Beautiful. And then, of course, you get into everything from the episode Sandra spilling the fish and all of that. I think just it just, it just again re emphasizes that the, the people that are on the show really make the show and and are the reason why I watch Survivor.
0: Yeah. Liana, I completely agree. When I went to watch this episode to prepare, as soon as we got to the previous Leon and John is yelling, You're drunk, Lil. I was like, I think I'm going to go and download the previous episode and watch that one first and then get into this one. Just starts downloading all of them. Yeah, and yeah, this episode is just full of such great quotes. Uh, that snake motherfucker John is something oh I gosh. use every day. Well, that's mm-hmm. the thing.
1: It's like again, like uh, Kevin was talking about. Like you know, it's weird seeing Sandra without like that infamous Queen stays Queens motto. But this is the season of I can get loud too. What the fuck? And where's that snake motherfucker John? So like, she might have cleaned up her words a little bit uh, <laughs> over the course of twenty years of Survivor. But like, she was raring to go. Uh, especially oh god, I love so much the loved ones challenge after this big emotional the with Johnny Fairplay and his grandmother Sandra's the first one to get a question where like Sandra who are you going to send off to play? Fairplay's buddy. <laughs> she just immediately
0: points <laughs> to him and she
1: knows
2: and then everybody else just like Sandra <laughs> even okay. Lil his grandmother his died
0: yeah. <laughs> you can't get one past her <laughs> and then later on when John actually wins the loved one's visit someone says well you know we all support that. And it's like, Sandra does not support that. Two seconds ago, she was trying to deny him this. Or, uh, yeah, it's all the, all the frozen frames before they go to commercial of everyone crying. And then Sandra's just like mean mugging the camera. She
1: does not care. And I think that
0: works so much better when you rewatch it, knowing that she is the least trustful of him, you know? Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. But but there's so many other big character moments. Uh, like, again, you know, this season, I think, might be remembered most so as the season of the big three, Rupert, Johnny Fairplay, and Sandra. But there's a gaggle of other people here. I think Burton is, like, a very underrated presence in this season. Uh, Krista... A.K. Big Bird, I just loved hearing her be like, oh, I didn't spill the fish. Like, just, <laughs> just really, well, she's so sweet, but this really weird voice coming out of this woman, or even like Tawana, you know, she is someone who nearly was able to make a power play here in this episode, but it turns out that by the grace of Kristen Serendra wanting to work with Johnny Fairplay, you know, in another world, she could have been sitting in a, in a very different position, uh, you know, had people gone a different way in this episode.
0: Mm-hmm. So I've actually always been uh, really high on Dara. In my memory, I think of her uh, as the quieter girl who was able to, you know, win like a couple challenges towards mm-hmm. the end. But rewatching it now, <laughs> I didn't realize how little content they were actually giving her. When she gets her loved one out there, she says almost nothing. When Jeff- I, and, I, and I
1: love that she she like walked to him. Like, everyone else is running, and she like does like not even a brisk walk. She's like slowly sauntering over to this man that is her boyfriend, and like, oh, I love y'all, dang.
0: <laughs> and and then to me, like Dara, and I think there's all, there's actually like a lot of people who enjoy Dara, which is odd when they think back on the season, um, on some of like the like some of the super fans. But to me, like. Dara has the opposite of presence like she is just like I feel like when she's on screen she it, like there's just nothing that's there and maybe that's what's super fascinating about her um, and the fact that she was also a question in Survivor All-Stars because she was just that yeah. legendary who, is just who so was crazy. the more efficient.
1: I love this idea I love that idea Kevin of her being like edit anti-matter like, <laughs> <laughs> presence out of anyone who's on screen with her
2: would... Like go, go on, girl. Give us nothing. Like,
0: come on. <laughs> yeah, you have to imagine that if this season was airing today, she would be like the Chelsea. I'm standing. Reddit would just span her when Jeff says, "Dara, do you want to give up immunity?" And she just doesn't say anything. There's just no yeah. dialogue.
1: <laughs> My theory is that the reason why Dara was so demure is because with a career of operating on dead bodies all day long has just like dulled her personality. Like she's, she's the shit she's had to see in her daily life, she's like, I don't, I don't care anymore. Nothing can phase Dara.
2: Like she was young, right? When she was like twenty-two. She was like, she's
0: like, she's like so. Low energy too. I, she seems like definitely like someone who's like haunting the island. Like she's more of like the ghost of the morgue, uh, just like blank face shows up occasionally, says a, a random like riddle, and then like leaves.
2: <laughs> That's I'm waiting for Ghost Island too, and Dara is out there maturing on Ghost Island.
1: <laughs> exactly, she comes back like, "Hi, y'all. I'm now going to take your energy." So now she's, an energy, she's an energy vampire. She's the succubus, as Tony would say. <laughs> well, what did you guys think about watching the? eponymous great lie back like at the time obviously one of the biggest moments in reality TV history but now we have 17 seasons or 17 years of, of lies past it like how does it stand out as a, as a TV moment to you guys
0: I mean I think it's really interesting because uh, it really was so monumental at the time and uh, and I think that it it can almost be influential in how reality television progresses from that point on. Because you would imagine if something like that happened today, it would not be considered nearly as big of a deal because people over time have gotten more creative and in, in doing different things. But uh, I mean, I think it still packs the same punch as it always did, even when you know it's coming. You know, that it, mm-hmm. you get more context when you know it's coming because you get Sandra glaring, as Kevin said. And you know she's right to be distrusting John. Yeah. I mean I think it's it's such a, a massive lie. I remember at the time it was huge, to the point where I will try to show people seasons of Survivor, you know, to try to get trying to indoctrinate as many people as you can as 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 they do on this network. And so uh uh every time I try to do Pearl Islands we're like, that's the guy that lied about the grandmother. I mean that's how, how well known uh this is um and how powerful it was. But yeah, oh, I don't know if I could do that still. <laughs>
2: Well, so I remember watching it must have been like so remember so VH One did like I Love the Eighties, I Love the Nineties. Yeah. They also mm-hmm. did an I Love the Two Thousands or whatever, but they put it out, it was weird. They put it out in like two thousand seven or something like yeah. that, like before the decade was even over. So <laughs> it was quite a choice. But I remember Johnny Fairplay being on that, being like, I'm the greatest liar oh, in And he did like great reality TV moments or something yeah, like that. Or, or, or some, segments.
1: Or something like uh like lies for that year or something like oh, oh, Yeah, like greatest oh, yeah. lies. Yeah. And, and and of course, there were always like these those big specials on like E and VH1 about like biggest reality TV moments. And I mean, it, the two from Survivor that always happened was Snakes and Rats, which mm-hmm. we'll get to in a couple weeks. And Johnny Fairplay with the grandmother lie. It really was. I mean, he was brilliant in a way that Johnny Fairplay, I think, was one of the first people to go on and really have like almost a, a different purpose than winning the money, which was to like build an entertainment persona for himself. Uh, and he took pregaming to an entirely new level, like it's so strange to watch Thunder Dean Confessional be like, "Yeah, before the season, Johnny Fairplay told me like, if I made it this far to fly out and say that his grandmother died, it was just it was thinking about those things on a different level than I think we had really thought about it before, but it's such it's such a great reveal too, right? Like I was waiting for Moby to come in the genius style and like take <laughs> us back to when he made the the reveal to show that like, oh, his grandma actually wasn't dead the entire time." <laughs>
2: Well, like I'm trying to even think of what's something in recent memory that would even rival that because it's something that he had to like prep with his loved one beforehand to then come out to immediately forget because he's like flashing peace signs, running out <laughs> dirty like oh, and then like oh yeah, right, grandma. Like, oh yeah, I do love, the grandma I love it, having, to,
1: having to cue him along of like oh, how's grandma? How's, how's grandma? grandma? He's like oh, like, uh, she, she died, she's dude. Like, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dan was just excited for his moment in the sun, you know? He gets to come around the corner. Grandma Lie completely out of his head at that point. Well, I think Dan needed needed some sun, considering how pale he was when he walked (laughs) out there. (laughs) But if this episode, you know, was back in the day when, uh, if they were named after quotes like they are now, definitely She Died Dude would be the name of the episode, (laughs) by far. (laughs) The most iconic episode name ever, perhaps. Oh, my God. And And people would be, like, looking for next week's episode title, and they're
1: like, Does one of them die next week? And and, and (laughs) is it Dara? And has she been dead the entire time? Or did does Dara embalm the body? And that's like (laughs) like, remember when Pascal had to report on John, like, uh, or John had to report on Pascal, like, oh, he fainted. Like Dara had to be like, well, this body died. It's DOA, time of death. (laughs) Tribal Council.
0: Do you think Dara actually asked follow-up questions about the death? it happened or was she respectful yeah. enough to or not to not to engage completely you know because
1: <sighs> like sc-
0: maybe the footage I was cut
2: she now okay if she was 22 then she must be relatively new in the profession now does that mean that she knows enough to not ask those questions or is she like curious she wants to make the follow-up i don't know
1: i don't know i feel like dara like was still making goo goo eyes at that this poor man who doesn't know her for mahilla beans that she like did not cause because remember johnny fairplay was the last person to come out uh which is also interesting i wonder how they like, obviously, production didn't know ahead of time, unless Thunder D really opened his mouth about it. So I wonder why they decided to put him last. Maybe it's because it's like Johnny Fair plays an entertaining character. But it's it builds so nicely, right? To see, like, everyone's husbands and, and moms and Tawana's childhood fre- or high school sweetheart who's now a really good friend. <laughs> I want to hear that story. <laughs> you know, I was saying,
0: you know, today, when you have the loved ones visit... You know, it's like 30 minutes of the episode is dedicated to it, and Jeff is asking, mother and daughter, what's that like? (laughs) But here... Oh, childhood sweetheart and now you're just friends. That's one where we actually want to learn a little bit more about what that is.
2: Right? And Billy seemed very entertaining as a human being. So I was like, I need to know more about this situation.
1: Yeah, listen, the, the only only one type of guy can do a cannonball after jumping off the plank. Though maybe Thunder D would have done so as well. Uh, who knows with Thunder D. Well, I'm I'm sure we're going to have a to talk about with this episode because again it was jam-packed with stuff. But we also have a lot of games to get to. We have enough to fill three-letter words, four-letter words, (laughs) five-letter words, all the words, Well, depending on how they're spelled. So, Leon, I'm going to throw it to you for the first one.
2: Sorry, I just have written as a quote, his grandmother just died. I you know we're gonna <laughs> talk about that, but that was just oh my god, Lil is such a fantastic person. Okay. Surpri-
1: this is a surprisingly an episode uh sort of devoid of Lil content, but I think she she had her like one moment. Uh nothing beats, you know, drunk scoutmaster, but she did fall <laughs> for his plan hook, line, and sinker.
2: And she and just she got did- her her little face.
1: Get, yeah, she did get to cry, which is
0: really yeah. what she needs every episode. <laughs> and then she proceeded to write Tawana's name wrong, incorrectly at, at the very end. So, she's she's there. She's just popping up.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. That's what I'm saying. Ugh, Lil. Who would have thought? And then, like, of course, at the final three, when she just goes, like, full Superman and just, like, latches on, somehow managing to uh, to perform so well. But anyway, classic, classic Lil. Alright. So, um... I want to play a game that was submitted to us by listener Kadum. So thank you very much for sending in this game. Uh, and this is inspired by the hashtag. So we were just talking about how Survivor episodes used to be or are now named by quotes. Well, hashtags have come and gone, I believe on Survivor. I know. They,
1: they like disappeared so quickly. I feel like the last major one I saw was hashtag uh, coffee is for closers when Troyzan biffed that throw in the Malcolm <laughs> Boot episode in Game Changers by I think that's the last one I remember, at least.
2: That would be so sad if that's that's the last hashtag that was on Survivor. Uh, But maybe we can help figure out something around that. So this game is based on trying to come up with hashtags for the players that are on this season. So uh, what Kadem has done is written up hashtags. So this is a little complicated. So I'm just going to go ahead and read the instructions. Okay, so there are three hashtags for each person. I will read one, see if you guys can get it. If you need hints, I'll give you the second one. If you need a little bit more, I'll give you the third one, okay? Um, and should we do this? How do you want to do this? You guys want to work together? Or you want to play this, I think... We'll work together. Yes. Okay. I think we'll that will together. be the most fun. Okay. So, you guys are all going to work together. So, this is a team based challenge. So, the way that the hashtags work is um, it's almost based on the way that it sounds. So, I'm just going to go ahead and give you an example. So, the first hashtag that we have is Wind N.
1: Wind N? Yes. Wind
2: N. I'm just going to give you some examples. So, Wind End Lightning G. And rain A, those are hashtags that all represent the same person, oh. and they represent Thunder D.
0: Gotcha. Oh, okay. So it could be a loved one also.
2: Uh, well, so these are all going to be players. The examples are non-playable characters. So okay. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you one more example of a non-playable character. So hashtag Duck Dirt, hashtag Lark Loam, hashtag Seagull Soil,
1: Pelican oh. Pete. Yeah, yes. Probably. Oh, Oh, and I second, thought it was going to be the, be the last one shopkeeper. <laughs> Oh, it's only corazon. Uh, no. Yeah, okay. No, that, that was types of soil was what that was. I guess peat moss yes. I think is what it is.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, peat, P A T not P E T E. Yeah. Um okay, so that's how it's going to work, okay?
1: All right. <laughs> yeah,
2: all right. So I'm going to go ahead and give you the first one. Um so Hashtag Dallas.
0: Dallas? Burton. Is he from... I don't know. Is he from Dallas? He seems like a Republican. (laughs) (laughs) Big
1: Republican energy from Burton.
2: (laughs) Okay, so just as a hint, it's more about the way that the the answer, like the name sounds. Ooh, Um, wait.
1: Okay, wait. So if Dallas... Like I, I, I kind of want the second clue. Like maybe it's Austin. If it's like Texas cities, okay. That sounds- so let oh. me let me
2: give you the second one. Hashtag Houston.
1: Okay. Yeah. So then then it's got to be hashtag Austin.
2: Yes. Okay. So that is hashtag Austin. Um, the other one was San Antonio. So putting together all of the pieces of cities.
0: <laughs> Great job, Mike.
2: <laughs> okay. Here's the next one. Hashtag. Pumpernickel on knees.
1: Pumpernickel Pumpernickel on knees. knees. I think you have to pay money for that. (laughs) I feel like Lil's knees look like pumpernickel, but I don't know.
2: (laughs) Okay, let me give you the second one. Okay, focaccia on head.
1: Okay, so it's got to be some bread on a body part. Focaccia on head.
0: Something on a body part. Dara Definitely. is a mortician. Or is that word we yeah. really here?
2: So, okay, so um, the answers are all, yeah, are all players that are on the season. And again, it's more about like the sounds, like what it okay. sounds like necessarily than like h- like hints about who the person is. Like okay. we don't know if this person likes bread, for example, or frequently balances bread
1: on it their be, So it might just be like bread type on body part. Okay, what's the third one? <laughs>
2: Sourdough on toes.
1: <laughs> Ooh, looks like a medical condition. All right, so something on something. Oh my it's god! Like no. Medical report. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, sourdough on toes. All right.
2: Okay, so I'll give you a hint. This is the full name of the player. So, you need both the first and the last name.
1: Does somebody have. Sandra Diaz Twine? No. No, Does somebody have a last name like a body part? Trying to think. Ryan Shoulders. Yes, that is correct. So it's
2: Rye on shoulders. Uh, (laughs)
1: Holy moly, that is incredible. (laughs) Oh, it's so (laughs) awesome, Skinny Ryan. That's not a full name. (laughs) They legally (laughs) changed it. (laughs) That
2: can't be right. Okay, all right. Well, great job, you guys are two for two. Uh, Let's go on to the third one. So this next one is hashtag Elephant.
1: Elephant, okay. Elephant. I, I'm trying to think if anybody has animal names. I don't think anyone has animal names. <laughs> is is there
0: a Dara animal no. out there? I'm yeah. <laughs> really Dara Dara trying to make Dara, 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 Dara work
1: here. <laughs> okay. Alright, what's the um, next one?
2: Okay, Uh. so hashtag hippo. A lion
1: hippo. Elephant lion. hippo.
0: What
1: Which one is it? All right, so someone named.
2: <laughs> and then the last one is bison. So they're all large animals. <laughs> is there a nickname,
0: perhaps? Rhino. <laughs> yeah.
2: Ah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Thank you. to get it.
2: This is why we're working together. I'm like, I is like, there someone named, named Tiger now. on the season? <laughs> so yeah this was uh this was even harder before because they weren't matched up like which one oh, goes man. to which so you would have to first match up the ones that go together and then figure out the clue um which could be fun if you're looking at them i feel in an audio <laughs> format maybe not as easy okay all right well you guys are doing great so far let me give you the fourth one hashtag king,
1: hashtag king.
2: This one's actually really hard. Now that I'm looking. Uh, Okay, great, thank you, Leon. This is. Let's stick with. Okay, let me give you a hint. Okay, nicknames. Okay, so the answer is a nickname.
0: Okay. Sandra Diaz Twine is the queen. I don't know if that's.
2: That's correct. Oh oh (laughs) really?
0: Kevin
1: is killing this game.
0: I know, right? (laughs) I was going to say we're like four for four, but it's actually Kevin is four for four.
1: (laughs) What um What were the other ones? Was it just like prince and princess? Yeah, prince and princess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, This
2: one is, this one's fun. Okay. Hashtag Coco, you gotta.
1: Okay. Nicole (laughs) Franzel. Coco, you gotta.
2: This is the first name only.
1: Ooh, okay.
2: All right. Let me give you the second one. Yeah. Hashtag latte, you have to.
1: So it's like a drink. A drink?
2: And something to oh, do. Oh, Tijuana. Yes! Ah. <laughs> Tijuana, yeah. The next one is Cider Ugana. <laughs> My
0: name's Tawanda, I think, as well as I said it repeatedly. That
1: sounds like some sort of, I don't know, like, they try to make, like, a slogan to hit the millennials when it comes to, like, drinking liquids. So they're like, want Tijuana. Cider, <laughs> yeah,
2: it was uh yeah big cider was like guys we gotta get the kid get on tiktok okay we're gonna make a tiktok hashtag cider you gonna <laughs> okay next one up is 10 okay hashtag tendon poultry
1: Ugh. tendon poultry okay, okay. A muscle or part of the body oh no not parts of the body <laughs> <laughs> Okay. This is
2: not Ryan's shoulders. <laughs> <This is an laughs> All right,
1: what's the second one?
2: Okay. Hashtag skin mutton.
1: Okay, so the meat, it's it's like a part of the body and meat.
2: <laughs> Very good. Okay, how about this one? <laughs> hashtag muscle steak. <laughs>
1: Oh, Rupert Bonham. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: Boneham. So I do, I muscle do, rem-
1: sting, bone I ham. do remember because back in the day, like they didn't really say people's la- they don't really say people's last names on the show unless Jeff Probst is calling them by them. So I remember for a long time calling Rupert Boneham. Uh, before someone actually like said his name. Uh where you I don't know. I don't know how you pronounce it, how you I officially, uh, try to describe pronouncing it, but it's not bone ham.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, in the, for the purposes of this game, it is indeed bone
0: ham.
1: Bone ham, yes.
2: Bone ham. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's go. We've got a few left. Hashtag Daisy Plane.
1: Hashtag Daisy Plane. Okay. It's a flower in a form of transportation. Uh, or a field. Uh, or a field. Daisy plane. Daisy. Okay. Okay. Anyway. The next
2: one is hashtag carnation egg.
1: Plain and egg? Uh-oh. Is anyone named after a flower? Yeah, I'm trying to think about who.
2: This next one isn't going to help, but it will affirm the fact that it is flowers. <laughs> Magnolia, her.
1: Oh. Uh, so, so the last one has to do with Anne, because that's a references to Anne from Arrested Development. Uh, oh, oh, Lillian, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lillian,
2: and, and oh my god, that one! I, and I am a huge Arrested <laughs> Development fan. Like oh that is probably god. one of my favorite shows, and it took me forever. I was like, "Is that Aunt Her? <laughs> Her? Her?" <laughs> uh, okay, Whew. all right, two more. Hashtag Brute, Brute. Hashtag Neanderthal.
1: Ooh,
0: okay. Something about Andrew Savage.
2: Yes, Savage. Look at you.
0: (laughs) So Savage.
2: All right, let's see if we can get all of them here. The last one is hashtag Mediocre Ballet.
1: Well, this isn't I, a good word to be associated with. I was gonna say, this feels like a very pointed criticism towards someone.
2: <laughs> okay, well, how about this one? Hashtag acceptable opera. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this sounds like the best critic ever. All right, still so like a so-so word with an art form. I'm so excited for the third hint.
2: Yeah. Okay, well let's let's check it out. Let's go to the hashtag. Okay,
1: concert. (laughs) Fair play.
0: Yes! Fair Ah! play! (laughs)
1: Uh, People were not able to to see this at home, but my eyes lit up. I don't know, I got momentarily overcome by a presence. And I went, fair
2: play! (laughs) Eight. couldn't even talk for a second there yes and there was actually a bonus like meta puzzle kind of like we had last week mike um but it was like the number a certain number letter from the answer so i was like okay this is too complicated it does spell it out in order however the meta puzzle answer was shoe thief so <laughs>
1: that's Good. what it spelled it, out and i'm having another moment like a uh, trip Leberette from last week oh so
0: we'll never we'll never
1: overcome that wow Wow, oh. I, now I wish they brought some of these hashtags back, because I would love uh, Rye on Shoulders or Fair Play or Lillian.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm like debating about calling them now by their these other names. Like, oh my gosh, when Muscle Steak dug that shelter, <laughs> I could not believe. What a dumb idea.
1: The thing is, if you describe the name Muscle Steak, like I think if you look at everyone who's played Survivor, you don't look at Rupert, right? You look at like I don't know, you look at like Ibrahim from Survivor Palau or like any of the buff guys. Like you don't look at Rupert Bonham as a representation of Muscle Steak. It's
0: like Harry Mus-
1: Lamb or something. Or uh, yes. uh, oh, Harry <laughs>
2: Lamb, that's a good one.
1: Oh God, I don't know sounds- if
2: that works. But-
1: <laughs> I'm a Harry Lamb. he does feel like a mutton type of yeah mutton is the right word for I think it's because he looks like he's from like the 17th century that you feel like he would go for mutton or like he'd comment at a a renaissance fair I almost said a restaurant fair
2: that's literally what I was thinking. He's like got the turkey leg and he's just going all in on it. Um, that fits somehow. But yes, uh, acceptable opera, I think, and mediocre <laughs> ballet and okay concert. I think that was like my favorite one of the series. See, that that <laughs>
1: makes sense though, because I feel like Rupert really got into the pirate theme, right? Hence the shoot thief thing. It would make sense that he would go up to like a Renaissance fair and get way too into it despite not being an employee there. Like he was yeah. on like, good morrow, fair maiden can I get on turkey leg
0: <laughs> well the best part about Rupert is that he's just committed to whatever is the theme of the season mm-hmm. that he's in he's like I'm a hero or I have you know <laughs> Laura's blood I'm like no she's not <laughs>
2: that's so true he just soaks that up like a sponge and just spits it back out in confessionals like we can't be like villains because we're heroes no that was, what was that batman
1: i don't know i'm he, the hero people. that Penama needs
0: <laughs> the newer seasons with all the new themes you can just put him on ghost island he'd just be like because we're ghosts you know like everything he yeah. just commit too deeply towards him what and dara
2: the- on ghost island i'm telling you <laughs> what is, is the best
1: theme that you could give Rupert to? Like, where should he be placed as well? Oh, definitely heroes versus healers versus hustlers.
2: What would he be, a hero? All
1: three. All three.
2: Uh, let's see. Yeah, what's another one that would be good for Rupert? I mean, obviously, mutton versus you know, lamb versus
0: whatever. I think he'd be spot on island of the idols, uh, but I don't know if he'd commit more to being an idol or an island. Uh, yeah. Either way, I think he just really
1: go all in. Yeah, They'd be like, oh, be the be like, they like uh, Rupert, we're supposed to get advice. he be like, no, I'm the island. <laughs> I'm not doing anything to dig my shelter. That's your test. <laughs> What'd you teach me? How to dig a shelter. Is that is the only lesson? Yeah, every time they have to keep digging shelters. Like, Rupert, you have like seven shelters dug right now.
2: <laughs> it's a complex, okay? You know, they're like... Looking to uh, branch out. Yeah.
0: Someone is set back to camp, and if they
1: don't build a shelter that gets flooded in the middle of the night, they don't get an idol. Oh my god.
0: Convince your tribe to dig up your shelter.
1: (laughs) Uh, the only thing better than what we saw Nora do in Island of the Idols was Nora trying would be Nora trying to convince her tribe to dig in the ground to
2: (laughs)
0: build a shelter.
1: <laughs> uh, that would have been
2: so funny if only. I mean, you know, they can build more uh, giant statues. Like Rupert would be iconic. Although, I don't know if there's enough. what they make those out of? Is there enough of whatever that material
1: is, like build well, his full you, beard? You commonly talk about the deforestation of Fiji that was indeed made out of wood and sheet metal. So they'd have to, I don't know, maybe you take a little bit off of the Robin Sanders statues to build the Rupert statue, like make them a little bit shorter.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, Rupert, you don't only really have to make a shrine if you just dig up a big hole. It's more of like a grave. It's it's.
2: <laughs> does that does that work also for James uh, yeah. as well? Like you just repurpose that. Yeah, this for is the
1: Rupert Bonham slash James Clement slash Dara Johnson memorial <laughs> for all death related people.
0: I think we just cast the next Captain season, right? Yeah, there here. we go.
2: Do you think, so are those heads, Mike, you might know this, are those big heads still out there?
1: They were out there at the beginning of season 40, so something tells me, like, barring inclement weather, they probably were not moved at all. So I don't know what they would have done for season 41 if they just wouldn't use that island, or if it's just a permanent (laughs) fixture in the (laughs) landscape now.
2: Yeah. I was thinking that, or like, then you just repurpose them. Like, you just put a beard on it and call it Rupert, right? Like,
1: that's fun. Right, so, Boston Rob is now the template for all Survivor male players, and Sandra is the one for all female players. Yes, I love I, it. I
0: mean, I think you could do something where you just you, we only choose Island of the Idols people who look similar enough to Rob or Sandra. You know, yeah, So it's like here it, it's Paloma from Gabon. She's the closest one yeah. to Sandra's <laughs> facial type <laughs> that we can <could> find. <laughs> You know, and they Rocky like, Reed from Fiji here are your, oh, your, your new
1: idols I think that's where they're like oh you're going to Island of the Idols no thank you I'm, <laughs> I'm good can we skip it this time Nora
0: uh, I know you guys
1: <laughs> I just I love you uh, before we move on to more fun and games we're going to take a quick break to listen to a word from our sponsors And we are back, so let's keep on keeping on. All right, well, let's get to this next game. I'm very excited for this one because the loved ones challenge. I'm very surprised they haven't done this loved ones challenge more times. Of essentially doing like the newlywed game, where they would ask, you know, the survivor a question, and the loved one would try to guess what they answered. So we're going to play a version here on the B and B because look, we have a pair of loved ones here. Uh, We got to take advantage of it. So here's how it's going to work. So uh, you guys are going to pick one person between you to uh answer the questions and then that person will leave the room and then i'll ask the question to the other person and they'll have to answer what they think that other that first person will answer and then they'll come back and we'll see how the answers match up but just to make sure you don't feel all out on your own on an island uh i am putting liana and puya's relationship to the test for like the second time in rhap podcast this week i've gotten puya's answers so when we start comparing answers, uh, we'll be able to see how Liana and Puya stack up to the two of you. Oh, no.
0: Me. This is a real challenge. Right? Oh, God. I just hope we do better than Dara and her
1: boyfriend. Low <laughs> oh, no. no bar. I believe she got zero <laughs> answers, so I think you're good on that. And then this will be a combination, actually, of the questions that were asked during the actual challenge, combined with sort of what would you do situations from the episode. Uh, so first off, between Kevin and Nigel, uh, I want you guys to choose who is going to like be the quote unquote survivor, and who is going to guess for the survivor. Uh,
0: I I will be the loved one. You go first. So does that mean I leave and you answer right yes, away? So, yeah.
1: So Kevin, you're going to leave, and Nigel's going to answer questions that he thinks you will answer correct.
0: Okay. So I just like just go. Okay. This yeah.
1: <laughs> Walk the plank. Walk the... <laughs> I'll try right. to
0: do I I didn't realize I was gonna be testing my relationship on a podcast. I know, listen. So this I'm is sorry. This that.
1: is actually a backdoor relationship counseling session. That's what the B <laughs> truly all is. <laughs> all right. And uh Liana, we'll we'll wait for your answers until uh until Kevin comes back just so we can compare everything so we can uh, run through these fairly quickly. But all right, so again, uh Nigel, you're gonna answer how you think Kevin's gonna answer this question. So these are questions about Kevin. All right. So first What is Kevin's nickname? So he doesn't
0: have a nickname. I call him Kev. That's the closest he's going to come to a nickname.
1: But since I'm the one answering, I think he's going to say Kev. Perfect. So you're not going to pull a Burton and say that his nickname is Burton. (laughs) (laughs) I certainly considered it. And I love that his mom also knows that there's no nickname there. It's <laughs> yeah. just Burton. Because well, she wouldn't have been the one to generate the nickname, right? So, like, I guess it all stems from her. All right, <laughs> question number two. If, if, if Kevin was part of the season and privy to the fish spilling drama, who would he have accused of spilling the fish of those seven people that were involved? So Sandra, Lil, Johnny Fairplay, Dara, Burton, Krista, or Tawana?
0: See, that's that's tough. You know, I think Kevin's going to want to pin it on whoever he wants to get voted out that next tribal council here. So, you know, I think he would uh, think of Johnny Fairplay as a little dangerous out there. So I'm going to say Johnny
1: Fairplay. Okay, perfect. What is Kevin's favorite home cooked meal? His
0: favorite home cooked meal is we're going to say chicken salsa. Chicken salsa? Chicken salsa. It's his own invention, uh, and also she's the one who always cooks it. I don't know if that counts as his own home, home cooking. She's
1: <laughs> I mean, the one doing the home cooking, so I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> all right. If if Kevin was on Survivor, who would he bring out as his loved one?
0: If it's not me, I'm going to be truly
1: offended. All right. All right. He knows how much I love Survivor, and he's like, I think I'm going to pick someone else. If Kevin could do anything in the world for a living, what would that dream job be? Easy. He would be a game show host. Ooh! Ooh. Yeah. Jeff really Rose, he's coming for you. <laughs> Alright. Would Kevin have comforted Johnny Fairplay after hearing his grandmother had died? Um, He would have let other people comfort Johnny Fairplay. Ooh, okay. Yeah. What is Kevin's favorite genre of music? Okay, uh, (laughs) this isn't a
0: genre, but I'm just going to use the word diva. I think that that's probably (laughs) the best way to describe it, if that makes sense. So you're talking about like Whitney,
1: Mariah, all the first names? Whitney was the first name that came to mind. So yeah, (laughs) diva, I think, I'll call that a genre. Okay. Uh, Would Kevin have been eliminated from the immunity challenge due to misspelling a word? Oh, no, I would have been eliminated from the challenge for misspelling a word. All right. And finally, if if Kevin were to be on Survivor, what is the one personality trait that could cost him to lose the game? Ooh.
0: Uh, He would not handle it well when the people get righteous about who the good people, quote unquote, are on the show. That he would not deal well
1: with. Doesn't like righteousness. Okay, that's all I've got. If you want to bring Kevin back, let's all see how right. your answers Let me get up. him. Pray for me.
2: <laughs> so, okay, so I just have a question. So I'm answering this as yourself, what,
1: and Puya answered the questions to, to think how you would answer them.
2: How I would answer them. So like, yeah. for the nickname one, for example, it's Maybe what your my nickname. nickname is. Okay, exactly. Gotcha. my favorite home-cooked meal? Yes. Oh, no.
1: Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Kevin, how you feeling? Uh, nervous.
0: <laughs> Scared some of the questions are just like, what's Kevin's real waist size?
1: <laughs> oh, you you peg the first one. This is actually <laughs> an excuse to get your measurements. Uh, all right. Let's start here. So this is for Kevin and for Liana. Kevin, what is your nickname?
0: Oh, no. It's the easiest question I've already
1: blanked. Um, I think he would say
0: "Beeb," which is a bastardization of "Babe." Oh, that's horrible! <laughs> he
1: Dara face. No, <laughs> he said "Kev." I was also going to say Jay Smack <laughs> and Cheese," and that becomes an exclamation oh my god alright Liana what did, what did you what is your nickname?
2: No, I think this is one of those where it's like okay is it the nickname that cause like so we have some nicknames that we probably wouldn't say to other people but they're oh. all versions of the word babe so like I totally get what you guys are going for like yeah, we have, I didn't it, think
0: babe would be said here that's unfortunate I was just so much more open about our relationship than you I guess <laughs> yeah,
2: that's what I'm trying to figure out um so okay I think I'm gonna go with my uh childhood nickname which was Ani or like Ani B because I couldn't say my own name so I called myself Ani
1: (laughs) that is correct Ani B (laughs) okay wait you couldn't pronounce your name no
2: (laughs) I talked a lot as a child but unfortunately had a hard time pronouncing Liana was like complicated for me it's too many syllables I guess uh so yeah Ani was my nickname
1: (laughs) All right. uh, we'll go to Liana for this one. If you were part of the season and privy to the fish spilling drama, who of the seven players would you accuse of spilling the fish? So this is going to be Sandra, Lil, Johnny Fairplay, Dara, Burton, Krista, or Tawana. Liana, who would you blame?
2: I think I would just hate Fairplay so much that I would probably just blame him anyway for it. So I'm going to go with Fairplay.
1: That is correct. He says, Johnny Fairplay, quote, she wouldn't be able to help herself.
2: Yeah, that sounds about right. When I like get in a fighting mood, like mm, I go for it.
1: <laughs> All right, Beeb, Kevin, who you got? Geez. Um,
0: part of me feels like I, I would naturally probably just blame Krista and pile on. But I think he might have said Dara because she is mysterious enough to lurk in the darkness. <laughs>
1: so that is incorrect uh, he said Johnny Fairplay but I love this idea that Dara has now turned into the Baba Duke. <laughs> lurking in the darkness <laughs> with those big eyes yeah. alright next up Kevin what is your favorite home cooked meal
0: my favorite my favorite uh, corned beef hash oh god
1: <laughs> this isn't going well <laughs> uh, I believe Nigel said chicken salsa oh well that's what we just ate <laughs> and,
0: and the thing is is that other people make corned beef hash for him so that really is the right answer yeah that was more of an indictment on him not me yeah, that's, I'm so
1: intrigued can you go into a bit as to what chicken salsa consists of because I've never in my life had it nor heard of it
0: so, it's actually the easiest thing to make. You take some ground chicken, you put it in a pan, and then you just dump sauce all over it. <laughs> that's the whole meal. <laughs> Wait for it to, to be browned enough, and then it's done. It's marinated. It's good to go. And so, that's our, like, uh, big, like, that's what we eat, like, seven times a week, just because it's easy to do. You don't have to put a lot of effort into it. Um, it's not, like, a fun, long recipe about...
1: It's not a labor of love at all. <laughs> it's, only, it's a meal of convenience. Yes. <laughs> All right, Liana, what is your home cooked meal of choice? <laughs> I have, I have
2: no idea. I have, I have je- like, I was like, okay, something I'll just pop into my head of like, of definitely this. I have no idea, so I'm gonna pay a compliment to Puya and I'm gonna say his like baked beans, slow cooker beans recipe that he makes.
1: I'm sorry. Uh, he went with one of the most boring answers I've ever seen. Uh, lean protein, usually chicken, oh. with lots of <laughs> veggies and some complex carbs. Liana, what is wrong with you?
0: Oh my god, Damn Liana, it. that's a meal people complain about. I know. <laughs> that's my least favorite meal.
2: <laughs> when, okay, so when he got here, and he was he was gonna cook because like he wasn't working right because he couldn't work on his visa, and so he was like, okay, you know, I'm gonna cook for you, and I was like, okay okay, the three things that I need are a complex carb, a lean protein, and lots of veggies. (laughs) And that's like the basis for every meal that I eat. So it's like, don't care, brown rice, quinoa, whatever the complex carb is, the lean meat, so salmon, chicken breast, yada, yada. And then half the plate is vegetables. I'm so
1: it's <laughs> a real reckoning right now. What's your favorite home-cooked meal?
2: Okay, that's where I take umbrage with this because I would say it's not my favorite home-cooked meal. It's what I eat every day, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's my favorite.
0: I also want to point out is this a favorite meal? If it's all generic, it is a vegetable. That's not yeah. a specific meal. It's less of a food and more like Michelle Obama's like guidelines
1: to to youth <laughs> 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 Like hold up the USDA pyramid or whatever. Like, okay, these are the things you. Yeah, need. as long as it's, it sat- satisfies my nutrition.
0: <laughs> what do you want for dinner? I don't know. Just pick it out of the pyramid. That's all I'm looking <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly.
2: for. To be honest, though, <laughs> that is kind of how my like meals work. <laughs> it very much could
1: be just like spin a I'll have one for the complex <laughs> carb, one for the protein, and one for the vegetable, and then that mix and match. I guess the mixing's is kind of fun, right? You have a slot machine, I'm assuming, to determine your meal for the night.
2: Okay. Maybe that's how I make it more interesting because it sounds very boring now that I'm speaking it out (laughs) loud. But if I make it like a slot machine or a wheel or just something that spices it up and I could have little confetti things. And then if you like hit the jackpot, it's like steak.
1: Yes. (laughs) All right. Liana. Uh, uh, if you were to play survivor, who would, who would you bring as your loved one? Okay. Well, Puya, I would
2: bring Puya as my loved one.
1: Yes. Puya, uh, said me for sure, me. I believe it used to be her mom, but I have lapped now. Quote, I'm the ultimate get. <laughs> wow. Oh, nothing but modesty from the Pouya. Uh All right, Kevin, who would you bring as your loved one? Um, well, I think...
0: <laughs> I hope everybody knows how big my eyes are right now. So I'm waiting for the response here. Well, I'm just saying, it's like I think that Nigel would obviously want me to say him but he also knows I'm difficult and maybe I would say someone else uh but no I think it's Nigel he, he he'd want me to say him and that I think I <laughs> I had no idea this answer would take so long <laughs> i was like who's that
1: new guy i'm seeing i don't know
2: <laughs> needed so much deliberation
1: <laughs> like, i love that so much oh my god but i love like the mind games right of like well i know he'd pick himself but do you actually do that knowing that i pick that would pick somebody else like yeah. what do you what a meant? stupid what? answer
0: you know what, 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 is like Kevin would write Dara's boyfriend you know like that's something he would ask for the person who visits him
1: all probably right. just be as
0: good at answering questions as me. So I really was gonna say, works. exactly you have
1: exactly as much in common as Dara and, and <laughs> did. All right, so Kevin, if you could do anything in the world for a living, what would be your dream job? uh I think you would say game show host. That is correct.
0: Bam. So now I'm, I'm so intrigued, Kevin. So, like, is there
1: a particular game show you again, like any game show you could host? What, what would it be?
0: God. Um. <sighs> You feel like I'd have an answer for this, wouldn't you? I don't know. Family feud. Something easy, silly, mm. stupid. You just have to get facial reactions and have a mustache. Like, I'll take it. I'll, I'll, I'll the two bodies. <laughs> yeah. Those are the only requirements. I think being a man and having a mustache. <laughs> yeah,
2: just got to get that facial hair in there. And then, of course, every time you hear penis, you got to, like, turn...
1: That's the exact reaction. <laughs> bubub <laughs> bubub <laughs> <what>? <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the that's And you have to wear you know. like also very heavy, like three to four piece suits as well. That's what you have to, do, to make sure you're sweating under those lights. Mm-hmm. Liana, what is your dream job?
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, my dream job is to be a Faculty member in a biomedical engineering department at an R one university. I don't know how specific that was. <laughs> like, I'll you give it to you. Uh,
1: okay, she said work in the academia side of things and run her own lab.
2: Yes, that is what I would like to do.
1: So, remember you can okay. finally find the find the perfect meal that's perfect mixtures of vegetable, lean protein, and <laughs> carbohydrate.
0: But you also, as her answer, it was very much just in the same thing. It's like, okay, okay, what is the the name of the profession? What is the field that it's in? And what is the level of university it is at? I feel like Leona playing... Things-
1: Liana's literally playing the game of life here. We're like, you know how you pick the card, and it's like, you're this, and you're making this amount of money... <laughs>
0: Oh
2: my God. Okay. Story time. So Puya and I took a little bit of a vacation, um, where we like went away for a day and we were hanging out. We went by a CVS and we bought, uh, the game of life, Rivals Edition. Okay, the so what? it's it rivals edition. So only two people can play, and it's like l- versus. So you play live just versus one other person, and it's horrible. You can like buy stuff from each other. So Puya and I were just sabotaging each other, like buying things from one another. And one of Wait, the things what do you mean? What like, do you mean like
1: buying? Like I'm selling my car, and you're going to buy it from me? Yeah, it was like you would play
2: a card, and it would be like ten thousand dollars worth of furniture, and then you could like buy the ten thousand dollars anyway. The game mechanics were completely messed up. But the funny thing was, is you could. Play cards on each other. So Puya like would play a card on me that would be like your son graffitied the outside of the school, lose ten points, <laughs> or like you know uh, your daughter ran away and joined the circus, minus five points. It was very very weird.
1: I was gonna say for a second with the with the son one, it sounded like uh, Puya was like trying to care in you of like telling on you, like your son graffitied the school, <laughs> ten points.
0: Yeah. I also am surprised that the graffiti is worth is it takes away more points than your daughter running away to join a circus I <laughs> guess if she has career aspirations it's fine but yeah. I think it's odd
1: <laughs> <laughs> alright let's go to Liana here would you if you were in the survivor would you have comforted Johnny Fairplay after finding out his grandmother had died
2: no I would not
1: <laughs> Puya said you would you, ha- you have more sympathy and empathy than you ever let on
2: Oh, that's so sweet. Uh, he needs to get on board with my podcast personality, which is cold. <laughs>
1: stone. Yeah, Ooh, cold as ice. Yeah. All right, Kevin, would you comfort Johnny Fairplay after his grandmother died if you were in that situation?
0: Um, I don't think I would comfort him. I think I, I I'd probably just call him a snake motherfucker. Like, in the-
1: moment. That's correct. Uh, That did not go that extreme. He said that you would instead let others comfort him, and you would just I think sit there and like, uh, maybe offer your kudos via soft eyes perhaps.
0: I, I think I just, I would delegate responsibility to other people, recognizing their strengths and weaknesses. I was explaining to someone once that uh, I'm really bad at uh, emotional labor. What I prefer is emotional capital, where I just give you money,
1: and then you just stop t- telling me what's the problem. Oh, you sound great at the Game of Life Rivals. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Alright, Kevin, what is your favorite genre of music? <sighs> Jesus Christ. I spent the last week working
0: out to the Wonder Woman soundtrack, so I don't know if that's a clue. <laughs> <laughs> is gay a, a genre? Um, I, uh, I, think,
1: I think you'll say uh, EDM or electronic. Uh, so this is a bit of an outside-the-box answer. He said diva. <laughs>
0: Which is gay. I think gay And and for the record, EDM is not your favorite genre. I don't know why you would have thought I I would have come up with that answer. Diva we're gonna
1: go with Diva. Okay. Okay. I guess that's correct. (laughs) Yay. I'll say that's correct. All right, Liana, what about you?
2: Okay, so we have a shared Spotify account, and I have taken it over, and the t- our top artist that we as a couple listened to was Little Mix, <laughs> so I'm just going to go with like
1: pop in general. That is correct. You went generic with your foods and your music as well. Uh, went wrote, oof, um, I'm going with pop music if her current tastes are any indication
2: yes he unfortunately can see all the music that i listen to which includes savage love by jason derulo on repeat for like hours
1: wait so do you like make a playlist and like every fifth song is jason Derulo's savage love or whatever it's called
2: no no i'll just hit replay and then hit the little one button and then it plays for like hours the
1: same song <laughs> you're looping it over this is an exercise yeah. in insanity you're driving him I crazy know. I know.
0: Liana, you know how at the end of the year your Spotify account gives you like, what did you listen to this year? You're going to have an entire section just dedicated to this.
2: Oh yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much what it was last year too. <laughs> it's just like all one artist.
1: <laughs> so this is the song of the year, like, every year for you. It's Jason Derulo Savage Love. Yeah. Where's Savage Love? Savage Garden? What is it? <laughs> No, no. Savage Love is the song. It's like based on
2: like it was like a TikTok song, like a TikTok meme, and then Jason Derulo like made a cover of it. Anyway, I don't know.
1: All right. Well, Liana, if you were competing in the immunity challenge, would you have been eliminated early due to misspelling a word?
2: Yes, one hundred percent.
1: He said, yes, Liana is notoriously horrible at spelling. She won't accept my invite to play Scrabble together because she knows it'll be curtains for her. Uh, I don't know if there's Scrabble Rivals edition, but it sounds like he's throwing down the gauntlet for you, Liana.
2: Oh, yeah, no, he would own me in Scrabble. I am a horrible speller.
1: Alright, Kevin, would you get eliminated early due to a misspelling? Um, Unless it's an autocorrect feature,
0: I don't think so. I think I, I would stay in the entire time.
1: That is correct. Nigel actually said he would be the one that gets eliminated early. Oh, yeah. He's a horrendous
0: speller. Um, He couldn't spell Excel, um, which is a common thing to list on uh, your Microsoft Suite uh, skill set. I think I I spelled it A-C-E-L, and I was like, that looks right.
2: (laughs) Okay, I'm not that bad. (laughs) No,
1: it's pretty bad. There's an X in it. (laughs)
0: I, I used to spell. I used to keep uh, a memo on my phone and it was a running list of all of the words that I couldn't spell.
1: <laughs> oh you're like, making learn like a vocab list.
0: Yeah, yeah. I could review them so that maybe one day I would learn how to spell them. Right. But he just I mean, think more words got added. No it words just, got yeah, taken off. You didn't
1: review. You just yeah, were just adding words like, all right, let me make sure I, I know that I don't know how to spell this word. All right. Final question, Kevin. If you were to play Survivor. What is the one personality trait that could cost you the game? Um,
0: it's like over overly strategic or too cerebral.
1: Oh, I like, that. I like, that's a very much like a what's, you know, my weakness, my, my biggest weakness is that I'm, I care too much. Like I'm, too I'm just so smart. <laughs> yeah. I'd I lose because I'm just too good of a thinker. Uh, unfortunately, no, uh, Nigel said that you are not a big fan of the righteousness that comes on survivor, the good people, bad people stuff. And so that's, that's one trait that could cost you the game. Mm,
0: yeah. I think I misunderstood the question a little bit
1: here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I set him up for success. All right. Liana. If you were to play Survivor, this is again personal. What's one thing you think would cost you the game?
2: <sighs> this, yeah. So this is this is a tough one uh, because originally I was gonna say like, well, I think I'm still gonna go with it. Even though he thinks that I'm more empathetic, I'm gonna say like lack of empathy because I would just be like, why can't we do it this way? We have to do it this way.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna have that count. He said, Liana is dot 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 really really strong willed. <laughs> that, that is an incredible trait to have. But if she sees a way fit for navigation and isn't allowed to do that, she will have a hard time taking it sitting down. Watch out if you're the cause of that. I'm warning you.
2: <laughs> he would know from personal experience.
1: So what you're saying so, is yeah. if, if Rick Devins like, called you a passenger, it would be like the worst insult to you
2: oh yeah, no, I would like get out of the plane and go get my own helicopter and be like, uh-uh, we're flying in this now.
1: <laughs> well, congratulations to you both. It ended up being a 7-5, but look, I know you guys were very nervous coming in, and I admittedly put you through a bit of a weird survivor-based ringer, so I want to congratulate you all for allowing yourself to talk about food and music and uh, personality traits on Survivor. Because I think this was a success all around for everybody. You got more than, Both of you got more than half. And we all did better than Dara, so <laughs> I think that's all we can ask for.
2: <laughs> that's what we were aiming for, yeah. And now I get to try chicken salsa. <laughs> which actually, I actually totally get, because I think I did that last week as part of my lean protein. I just, But I didn't do the ground chicken. I think I just cut it up and then just dumped a bunch of salsa on it and, <laughs> and
1: cooked it that way. But <laughs> also, I also was right up my alley. While well, you were talking about that, I actually just, because I remembered, I was like, oh, what are some fun answers from the the challenge? I remember that Dara thought her nickname was Nubnut, and I looked up what Nubnut was and on Urban Dictionary. A Nubnut is a person who is extremely awkward. They tend to create awkward silences, creep on attractive people, and do awkward things. And I thought this was always, for years, I thought this was a term of endearment, and this is <laughs> Dara being like, I'm a creep, and so they nicknamed me this.
2: Oh, sweet little nub nut!
0: <laughs> like, Dara's sounds- not. <laughs> uh, Dara's like maybe like a deadpan like person, and like none of that just came through the entire
1: time. I'm just so ador- like, I don't know. It sounds like the name of like a f- cartoon forest creature. Like it sounds so cute. I didn't realize it had such creepy. Like is John Wayne Gacy a nub nut? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's well. I don't know. Maybe this is an urban dictionary, Mike. Yes. Was this created after? Because, like, you know, you never know. Definitions change. Languages. I mean, I I
1: doubt it was. It was created uh, post two (laughs) thousand (laughs) three. Oh, okay, right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, what I mean, like, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. (sighs) Uh, Okay, all right. Well, I have another game for us here today. So this one, I was really just inspired by. I like throwing the fish out. Okay. So, uh, mm. like, all I could think about this week was throwing the fish out. And all I could think about was the phrase, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> but don't throw the fish <laughs> out with the bathwater. And that just got stuck in my head. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to come up with a game based on proverbial phrases. So I'm calling this game Pearl Islands Before
1: Swine. Can I just track <laughs> the logic <laughs> here that you don't, came don't, up no. with your own idiom, got it? like it was an earworm got like stuck in your head and you said based on this idiom that I came up with I'm going to come up with a game based on idioms
2: yes and I have now made up a bunch of idioms now they are based on actual proverbial phrases so like for example um, I'm going to ask you I'm going to read you a phrase and there's going to be a blank and you're going to have to guess what that blank is but it's based on phrases that exist however I've edited one word in the phrase to make it more survivorish so for example I might say don't throw the fish out with the blank which is don't throw the baby out with bath water don't throw the fish out with the bathwater. So okay, this, this bath isn't water.
1: like a direct analogy of like don't throw the fish out with the seawater or something
2: <laughs> no i was trying to figure out a way to do this game and i was like that's too complicated <laughs> like i wouldn't even know the answer to that uh so i think the way this is gonna work i'm just gonna read a bunch of them and then you guys can just yell out the answer uh, Ooh, okay. and see if you can figure this out Okay, so let me give you. There's some easier ones. There are some harder ones. I'm going to start out with the easier ones here. So, for example, one of them is don't blank over spilled fish. Don't,
0: don't cry. cry.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I can't Are they all, the chat. It's all <laughs> fish related?
2: <laughs> Maybe. It's They're a all related related fish to the idioms. Premise. Fish, fishidiums. Uh, okay, here's here's one that's uh, not fish related. Uh, an immunity challenge is worth a thousand blank
1: words. Yeah, a picture is worth a thousand words. Oh, okay, I mean this one literally was worth a thousand yeah. words. Which yeah, that I, word. I I don't know. I maybe I had like a misremembering of Pearl Islands. I for some reason always thought it was a a word search challenge. I didn't think it was the okay, you know, make a bunch of words out of Survivor Pearl Island. So I was like, this is a brand new challenge to me, almost.
2: Have we seen that challenge again at any no, point No, because in I'm,
1: I think it's because of what happened yeah. in this episode, where it's very easy for Jeff Probst to say something is right, and then for him to pull a Nigel and be like, oh, wait, I, that's wrong. <laughs> uh, I spelled that wrong. Come back. Survivors, come back.
0: <laughs> and so, you know, the tiebreaker... You have to spell words from outwit, outplay, outlast. Mm-hmm. But
1: earlier, Dan uses the phrase
0: outsmart, outthink, outplay. <laughs> so it would have been really fun if they hadn't even used the correct Survivor words. <gasps> yeah, and we actually tried it. We tried to write down all of our. Uh, Could we beat their scores in one minute? And we both lost to Dara. Um,
1: wow. I lost to everybody, <laughs> um, and I've been eating regularly. So I, I know that you should have ch- the chicken salsa would have fueled you. Would have given you the. Proper- <laughs>
2: <laughs> <You'd have thought. laughs> no like as soon as i saw jeff probes like having to check i was like oh i could never do that.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> i could totally get that, that that's how i learned how liaison was spelled was because oh, th- I this- <laughs> d- yeah no idea there were two eyes in liaison
0: I use the word liaison every. It's like the secret slime word at work. Every time I have a chance to be the
1: connection between two people, it's like I'll be the liaison oh between God.
0: our two branches.
1: Does that <laughs> every mean every time, time you say it, like a kid goes home with like a pair of rollerblades or something in the audience? Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, let me give you another one of my phrases that I've written. A fish in the hand is worth two in the blank.
1: Bush. Bush. Yeah. <laughs> Or you're like, no, they're not all fish-related. Going back to the fish-related one.
2: <laughs> okay. Only three of them have been fish-themed out of four so far, so pretty good ratio. The,
0: the next 12 are also fish. There's actually a raise as well, for the record. <laughs> I want to and, point out that this is in fact a lean
1: protein. Yeah.
2: They, yes. That's why maybe why oh, I was so you, obsessed. Did you
1: shed a tear, Liana, when the fish got spilled, knowing that that was lean protein <laughs> wasted? There was all sand the and carbohydrate, work. according to you.
2: I, I I don't know. Is that fiber? <laughs> like, does that count? Oh, and also, not all of these make sense. Okay. <laughs> not that the other ones made sense. <laughs> Just saying. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> A burden saved is a burden blank. (laughs) Earned. It's a penny saved is a penny earned.
1: I can't. I cannot. I cannot. A burden (laughs) saved. It's a burden earned. I am, <laughs> but, Fairplay said that, right? That's why they kept him around.
2: Yeah, that's well, that's why, because they saved him. I swear to God, these have some like tangential reason as to why they were included. <laughs>
0: Liana, that's uh, what they could have named the episode.
2: <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: that would have been the ultimate spoiler. Besides <laughs> <of> them dying. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> she died, dude. Alright. Uh, it is the squeaky Sandra that gets the blank.
0: It's the oil? Or the grease? Close the
2: grease. grease. Yes, oh, it was yeah. the fish. No, I'm just. Kidding.
1: <laughs> I did love, by <laughs> the, the fish way, fish oil. Speaking, the, the, speaking of Sandra, I do love that. I mean, it was her that spilled it, but she had incidentally the perfect alibi, being like, "No, I was yelling at fair play. It couldn't have been me."
0: I know. <laughs> and then yeah, she like, totally buys into it after they first kind of mention it. She's like, "Yeah, that, yeah, that definitely was fighting." Can't you tell? they always fight with everyone. <laughs>
2: It's just my personality. Uh all right, how about this one? A rolling thunder D gathers no blank.
1: <laughs> moss.
2: <laughs> yeah, a rolling stone gathers no moss. A rolling moss. thunder
1: D gathers no hate in moss, if we want to survive the <laughs> phrase. that's right. Uh
2: all right, let's see. Don't put all your fish in one blank. Basket. Yeah, Feral? don't put all your eggs oh. in one basket. I mean, that
1: makes sense. That was the problem this episode, is they put it all <laughs> in one basket. They spilled it.
2: I know, right? Uh, okay. All work and no play makes John a dull blank.
1: Boy. boy. Hmm.
2: Yep. Yeah, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. So that was a pretty easy one. Really phoned it in on that one. Uh <laughs> <laughs> All right. This one's so dumb. Every Thunder D has his blank Day? Yeah, every dog has his day.
1: Wow we oughta.
2: I don't know man. Alright let me get into one of the harder ones because i actually. what D stands for Thunder Dog. Thunder Dog. Maybe thunder that's what he named dog. his dog. That's like Thundercats but Thunder
0: Dog.
1: Exactly.
2: Okay. <clears throat> Fine words butter no blank.
0: Biscuit? No, that's
1: that's butter. No bread. So,
2: I had never heard this before. It's parsnips. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> yeah, fine words. Butter. No parsnips. What does that even mean? Do you butter parsnip? I I've have n- do not think I've ever had a parsnip in my life. Well, of Is course. it parsnip? That, a that's a not one of the many
1: vegetables you heap on your plate.
2: <laughs> I don't know. It might be too starchy for me. Let me go and look it up. It does look like a root vegetable. Um why would you need to butter a root vegetable? I don't know. I really don't know. Uh all right. Well, how about this one? A lil cannot change its blank.
1: Badges.
2: Yeah, spots. It's a of badges. It's badges. <laughs> uh yeah, physically a, can't. A, a leopard cannot change its spots.
1: A lil cannot change its face. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so- uh, what if she said that? And like Lil, why are you so sad all the time? Oh, Lil can't change her face. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> it's a good, it's a good alibi. I mean, Lil definitely has the uh, Tina Belcher is everything okay face. Yeah. Like, all the time. <laughs> she definitely yeah,
1: has the uh, when things are going wrong.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right, I got one more for you guys. An outcast for an outcast makes the whole world blank, blind. Yes, an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind.
1: I've never heard that before. Uh yeah. Well it's, I don't know. I was thinking of like uh the Coke commercial when they made the world go round with Coke.
0: <laughs> oh, it's much more positive than the eye for an eye makes the world go blind.
1: <laughs> yeah, the Coke commercial Coca-Cola makes the world go blind. <laughs>
0: Uh, Liana, no, you pulled these from Coke commercials, right? Exactly.
2: All, I mean—that's where else do people get their proverbial phrases from, if not butter Coke my parsnips commercials? Drink a Coke. <laughs> that's <laughs> what I remember. Yeah, they get your French fries and your parsnips, butter them up, baby. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. Congratulations for enduring my dumb proverbial <laughs> phrases that I thought were a great idea on Tuesday, and then finally reread them and was like, "What did I make?" <laughs>
1: I love it, but we're not done just yet with proverbial phrases. Oh, no! We have a great quiz from the great Sarah from Sydney, alias Bella Grimm, and she wanted me to read this introduction, I'm assuming in character. Hands off me booty and take this quiz, says I. Peculiar Claude and Daring Red Vargas, which are apparently Liana and I. Uh, I don't know how I feel about being called Peculiar Claude, but okay. (laughs) That's like my Muppet name. Uh, can you tell me the meaning of these pirate phrases? So here's how it's going to work. We're going to go back and forth here because uh, well, we'll have Kevin and Nigel work together if that's okay with you, Liana.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm
1: going to read you a, a pirate phrase. You're going to tell me what it means.
2: <laughs> if uh, if this is how Indian many are here? fish
1: related? <laughs> <laughs> They're all about fish. We pirates love fish.
2: Uh, are any of these like the Kiwi phrases that yeah, Phil has say. been teaching you on Toughest this, Nails This is
1: me. This is called me paying it forward. After Phil Cogan, Emmy-winning reality host, asked me if I knew what it meant to rattle rattle your digs, which meant to uh, be so so uh, excited that your sheep. Poop falls out of your butt or something. I can't remember the exact context, but here we go. We'll go back and forth. I'll give you partial credit if you're able to uh, to be able to. And I'll, I have. Uh, she has a phrase and the using it in a sentence. Ooh. So, Liana, let's start with you. Okay. Show a leg. <laughs> For example, when the sun comes up, Scoutmaster Lil tells the ankle biters, "Show a leg."
2: Uh to wake up.
1: That and- is correct. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> the yes, according to insults. pirates, shake a leg means wake up. Shake
2: a leg or show a leg?
1: Show a leg. I don't know. Shake a leg. shake a leg means get <laughs> on it. Show a leg, a leg means wake up, which I'm not sure what the connotation is behind that. Okay. Show a well, wait, but if you have a peg leg, does that count too? I guess leg is very an umbrella term for <laughs> Is it that's, Ryan um, Leg? <laughs> <is> Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Legs. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Kevin and Nigel, avast! As in, blimey, Captain Jeff gave that scurvy dog Burton immunity, then said, avast!
0: A vast. I forgot I need to conjugate this. I <laughs> uh Avast, Avast. I thought it's it's it don't, 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 like, don't, p- don't they like, say a like word, Avast me maybe? Isn't that a thing? <laughs> yeah, I thought that meant aghast. I thought we were saying aghast the entire time. <laughs> oh, like they had an accent and they said a vast <laughs> <laughs> Or is it something that Jeff Probst would say at the end of giving someone immunity? He'd say like, get out of here. Go back it's to like, camp. Yeah, there's nothing avast. else for you
1: a uh, yeah, vast. yeah I,
0: vast. Is it does it mean to like to shake a leg
1: <laughs> uh yeah not the, not another leg based one no a vast means apparently stop and pay attention uh I do agree that I know this primarily from a vasty mateys, but I guess that really means like eyes on me, if you can hear me my name, clap once, like all that type of like corralling everybody to to look at you.
2: Yeah, so I also thought of a vast ye Mades, which then did not help at all, because <laughs> yeah, I like, also
0: I, don't know what that means. Yeah,
1: exactly.
2: I couldn't think of, like, who
0: is saying that? Like, where are they saying it at, in what situation are they using it in?
1: Yeah, this is not a very helpful
0: clip
1: <laughs> for me. Alright, Liana, run a rig. As in, Thunder D helped Fairplay run a rig.
2: Oh, like a scheme or like a plot or like steal something or
1: I'll, I'll give it to you.
2: Play a trick. Can I trick? give you like five more definitions? To <laughs> yeah, you can get run left? through all the
1: synonyms. Yeah. <laughs> yes, to to run to run a rig is to play a trick, which is interesting, because I feel like rig, I think of like rigging, you know, like the sails of the boat, which feels very that's not right. tricky.
2: Yeah, that's what I thought at first. Um to cut the jib.
1: Oh hmm. yeah, there you go. There you He's go is the phrase
2: that I've heard.
1: Why didn't you put it in your idioms? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Cut the fish. Cut the fish. <laughs> All right, here you go, guys. Dance with Jack Ketch. As for an example, that bilge sucking barnacle Johnny Fair play is set for the gallows to dance with Jack Ketch.
0: Uh, is that someone's vice president? <laughs> I, uh, Jack Cat should dance. with for- <laughs> That sounds like you're uh, you're going to meet uh, Davy Jones or something, right? Like, w- who's Davy Jones, though? <laughs> He's is a that, walker. It's worth, like the isn't that like Pirate Hell? I want to say something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a really long time since I've seen Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, so so they're going to dance with Jack Kemp.
1: I ja, think it's ja, I think Kemp. it's dying. I think it's to die. Yeah, we'll say to die. All right, I'll give it to you. you it, means to, it means to hang. Okay, to hang. That's like to, like, like to hang out. No, 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 no. no, no, no. To, not to hang out. To hang from a, from a rope. Gotcha. Gotcha. We're just going to dance with Jack Catch tonight, maybe catch a movie. <laughs> I'm just living for
2: the concept of branded pirates hell, which is by like Davy Jones's pirates hell. Like it's a theme yeah. park, it's a you know restaurant. I don't know.
0: God, what would they sell there? Probably fish. You know? <laughs> Show me there. egg legs.
1: All right. Half the plates will be vegetables, <laughs> <a> complex starch. <laughs> All right. Let's let's reverse the order here. So we'll go back to Kevin and Nigel again. Pieces of eight, for example. Queen Sandra would rather have pieces of eight than all the fire tokens on the island.
0: It's a currency, right? Or It's, it's a coin. It's not... a. It's, this is a question that they ask, at, I think, the in one of the immunity challenges. You seem confident. I think it's currency of some sort, or it's a weapon, <laughs> but I
1: think it's a currency. Let's go with are, currency. We're good. Currency was correct, indeed. Uh, if they <laughs> use them to fight, they better throw them hard, because those are indeed Spanish coins. <laughs> all right liana crack jenny's teacup for example the pirate's life is a lonely one i'm going ashore to crack jenny's teacup
0: (laughs) um am i allowed to say what
1: What do you think it is i'm so intrigued He,
2: he gonna get some
1: that is correct yes I think this needs to be brought back. I think this is like, oh, like you're going, you're going out tonight to crack Jenny's teacup.
2: Yeah, Jenny Autumn's not gonna appreciate that. <laughs> the resurgence of this phrase. Uh, can we change Jenny? Because I like the concept of like, is it teapot cracking someone's teapot? No, te- teacup. 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 Okay,
1: so about, yeah, you're gonna uh, go out crack, and crack, crack teacup? Jerry's teacup. <laughs> Poor Jerry. What did Jerry ever do to you, Mike? Poor crack Jerry's teacup. <laughs>
2: Uh, so, uh, yeah, instead of getting lucky, like so you're gonna crack a teapot tonight, crack a teacup, I are totally going, remember where, are we are we
1: going in scale like the bases with with various pieces of china like <laughs> yeah, yep, cups, you crack it's more tea pot.
2: okay, saucer tea- dish <laughs> yes, I agree, okay, so what are yeah, okay, so you have the dish, the cup, the pot's gotta be like
1: round in the bases, right no, so I then think, we I think the pot's gotta be like handsy and sucky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then the the round the bases is like the the china cabinet we can say. <laughs> Liana is a cat or a
0: Crack the china cabinet. It's like crack the china cabinet. You gonna crack the china cabinet tonight? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man, how are we oh, still poor. allowed to make this? We're gonna
1: get canceled after this one, this Mike, and it is clock. all your fault. Well, we go out on a high note here. All right, Kevin and Nigel. God, perhaps something that you, you get after cracking a uh, china cabinet Cra- clap of thunder. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Peculiar Claude was parched. Give me a clap of thunder, you pickaroon." he growled. Parched,
0: that means you're thirsty. thirsty. They all drink rum or beer. No, it's rum. Why would they drink beer? That's so stupid. They would totally drink rum. <laughs> they would drink rum. So, so
2: stupid.
0: <laughs>
1: stupid, pirate.
0: <laughs> so it's to drink some rum.
1: Lock that in our hands. That is correct. A shot of rum is a clap of thunder. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, right.
0: maybe you have a clap of thunder before you go out to. to yeah, whichever Crack. object you're going before
2: with. That, before yeah. you start
1: cracking uh <laughs>
2: the China. The cherishable <laughs> Yeah, that's the classic pirate pregame. <laughs> you gotta get that thunder clap on.
1: Or what was it? Thunder yeah, clap? of thunder. Clap of thunder. You can write that down. Alright. Liana. hmm Squiffy. All red Berkus off the floor. She's squiffy after just one clap of thunder. <laughs> I'm gonna say passed out. Uh, all uh, I'll, it's it's intoxicated, so not okay. exactly passed out, uh, but certainly getting there when you get squiffy. Lil was squiffy in the previous episode. <laughs> I got squiffed, real hard.
2: Too many claps of thunder.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness! So Mike, this whole game oh. is just building out the Davy Jones theme park here. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm so glad. I think we're tied. So we're going to go into a tiebreaker here, which makes me very happy because I have four pirate recipes. Three are real. One, one is, is not. Carb. Yeah. One is a complex carb. And you're so you guys can confer on your own. We'll go by the honor system, but you're each going to figure out which is the fake recipe. So here are the four trader grog, which is a drink of rum, orange juice, honey, and nutmeg. Shantae brisket which is a soup of hard tack soaked in bone broth with turtle eggs and pickled vegetables, Salmagundi, which is a salad of chopped meat, anchovies, eggs, and onions with oil and vinegar, or Bumbo, a drink of rum, water, sugar, cinnamon, and nutmeg. So one of those four, Trader Grog, Shantae Brisket, Salmagundi, and Bumbo is not (laughs) a real Pirate recipe. Okay. Should we just say what? Yeah. So why, you what know? you you guys? Leon, Leon, do you have your answer? Uh.
2: Well. Okay. So the, it is has to be a pirate dish specifically. Yes.
1: Yeah, so these are things that pirates ate. So three of them or drank. Three of them are real. One of them is not.
0: My concern is that the salad only had one vegetable in it and the rest was like meat. And honestly, one and Shantae brisket sounds more like a drag queen.
2: I don't know if that's... It really does.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I'll let Liana, if you have your answer, I mean, these guys can talk amongst themselves to figure it out.
2: Okay, well, I'm going to, like, okay, the thing is, like, I know Salma Gundy is, like, a real dish. That's one I've actually heard before. So I don't know if that's, like, the answer that was thrown in there as, like, oh, this is a real dish, but it's not pirate food versus, like, one of them is made up. But my favorite is bumbo, bimbo, bimbo, bumbo. Bumbo. Okay, so I just like saying that. So I'm going to say bumbo.
1: Alright, so Liana is going with bumbo, which is the drink of rum, water, sugar, cinnamon, and nutmeg. What have you got, guys? I think it's Shantae Brisket. That's a drag queen. That's not a that's not a recipe. <laughs> well, Shantae used a congratulations. Shante uh, Shantae brisket was indeed the fake recipe. Is it a
2: drag queen?
1: I don't know, but it needs to be right.
2: Now. <laughs> it really does.
1: Shantae Brisket. Yeah, so Shantae Brisket, I don't know if it's a made-up one or just something that Pirates didn't have, but yes, Trader Grog, Salma Gundy, and Bumbo have all been enjoyed by Pirates. Uh, you can check out Shantae Brisket. Uh, you know, if you strike out uh, and on cracking any teacups, you can go down some claps of thunder and get schwiffy at the club. And just make sure you watch Shantae Brisket, but please do not harass the drag queen stirring. But that sounds like a good night to me.
0: She's definitely performing at uh, Jack Kemp. Jack Ketch. <laughs> Davy Jones's Davy uh, Jones' Pirate Hell. When dancing yes. with Jack Ketch. Pirate Hell,
2: that's it. Yeah. Uh, no, I did Google Shantae Brisket and what came up for me is a YouTube video that see says DIY giant goldfish cracker. How to make a huge <laughs> edible goldfish snack tutorial.
1: Oh wait, that's is that your fish, Liana, and you're in your, your idioms? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the fish I was referring to. Oh my god. Well, congratulations, Kevin and Nigel. You are the uh, the more <laughs> dominant pirates, I suppose you are captains of this ship well, that's good because
0: we lost the match game earlier, so redemption here
1: you're able to you were able to show a leg and be able to have us all avast to you i don't think that's the way you use it, but now want, <laughs> now I'm trying to bring pirate into my own normal day life.
2: Uh what wait, a va- which one did what did a vast mean? Didn't that mean a like means,
1: uh, stop and pay attention?
2: Yeah, stop and pay attention. Okay. I think that's a good one. I think you could slide in because it's I li- I don't know.
1: I don't know how often you're talking about <laughs> gradually ease in a into your vocabulary. Why not?
0: <laughs> Julie Chen could have used that a lot during the live show. Premiere. A vast
2: house guests. A vast. A vast. First Dang. one who
0: doesn't sit down goes to Dance with, dance with Jack dance with Jack. Maybe Justin
1: Cash <Joseph's> a vast <laughs> 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 first. <laughs> if, if you the win at the end of the season, you will win up five hundred thousand pieces of eight. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. And then you can make a part of your TikTok trend along with Cider Ugana. Like yeah. I think just,
1: Raise raise your hand if after being on Big Brother you crack someone's teacup. <laughs>
2: James Ryan would be like, I got a whole set of Broken oh, China. Man. Yeah,
1: There's porcelain all over my ass. <laughs> I, don't think- I don't know, I'm you crack it by sitting on it.
2: No, Mike, no. No, no.
1: I don't know why I assumed that. We need to have a talk. <laughs> we need to have a lot of talk. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, To finish things up, we've been doing this each and every week here on the B&B. We, we want to take a moment to highlight uh, causes that are going on outside of the B&B uh, to a myriad of different things that are happening around the world. Kevin and Nigel, as the guests of honor, I uh, wanted to give you guys the opportunity to highlight any charity or charities uh, that you want to give the spotlight to this week. Do you have any in mind in particular that you want to talk about?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, since uh, we are a gay couple here, we thought it would be great to highlight the Trevor Project. I, I know mm-hmm. a lot of folks probably have heard of it, but for those of you who haven't, uh, it's an organization that focuses on suicide prevention uh, among lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer and questioning youth. Um, So donations go to help training crisis counselors that uh, talk to folks on a number of different platforms, uh, as well as expanding their advocacy, research and education efforts. So um, easy to find. If you just Google the Trevor Project, you'll find it immediately.
1: Amazing. And thank you guys uh, for being able to, to draw some time to that. And absolutely, everyone, make sure to check that out. Uh, I I cannot say how much fun this was. This was a really, really great time talking about one of my favorite episodes in Survivor history. Thank you guys so much for coming on and throwing yourselves into... Uh, hopefully this did not turn into like a Game of Life Rivals edition, but this was this was really a great time to not only get to know you guys, but introduce yourselves to the, the community at large and perhaps to each other with some of these newlywed game answers. Uh, if people want to, to follow you and see uh, whatever you might be putting out there on social media, how can people best find you out there?
0: Sure. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, my handle is at Nigel Speed. The word speed is in speed limit. Uh, it's just pictures of myself, but I could use the ego boost. So <laughs> uh, you can, you can also find uh, me, Kevin, uh, at Asian Narcissist, one word uh, on Instagram. Uh, also just pictures of me, uh, but they are worth your likes. And uh, um
2: that's it. <laughs> well, do you also need the ego boost? Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Especially if you like his and not mine. I think we're going to try and cross and see. If the ball ball. Let me tell here. you, he definitely does not need the ego boost. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Liana, what is going on with you? How can people catch up with everything you're doing?
2: Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Liana R H A P. I I am podcasting about Big Brother. So in addition to Mike and I doing the RHAP BBB&B, which we will be doing a new
1: episode this week. This
2: week. And yes, I was yeah, like, we'll be, okay, we'll be, is this is going to get released. We,
1: we decided that uh, despite the premiere episode being a lot to talk about. We wanted to wait until a full first week passed, so we'll be doing it a week one wrap up uh, with the guests coming this weekend.
2: So we are doing that, which is going to be, of course, absolutely silly and so much fun. Uh, And then I'm also doing the Saturday morning live feed updates with Taryn and I'm going to be on the recap show this week on the Thursday eviction episode. So look out for that. I'm also podcasting about Drag Race. So Canada's Drag Race is in full swing and we're having so much fun uh, discussing everything that's going on with that. And then I'm also going to be on the 90 Day Fiance podcast this week uh, doing the recap of both the the other way and happily ever after. So, Oh, and, and I, I was on Renap. Oh my god. Uh, look at Liana, me. Oh my god, I'm so amazing. Getting uh, yeah. around. <laughs> I was on Renap on Game Night 2 where Puya and I's relationship, as Mike alluded to earlier, was also put to the test.
1: Exactly. and I think you've succeeded on all fronts. I do wonder if you two didn't fare as well during the newlywed game, would things have been more contentious during the upcoming 90 Day Podcast?
2: I mean, a lot of subtle jabs, <laughs> I think, would be taken, of course. A lot of my new pirate lingo that I've learned can you please
1: please please pepper in pirate language throughout your podcast the rest of the week i will
2: i am gonna need a clap of thunder to get through this that's all i can say
1: Exactly. See, you can sell it. I don't know if I can, but you can sell it. Uh, And you can follow me at a Mike Bloom type. They ought to mention the B. -B -B -B. Of course, with a new Big Brother season, I'm, of course, doing Exit Press this season for Big Brother as well over on Parade.com. So check out that. That should be dropping around Friday. Of course, going down the hatch with Josh Wiggler, we celebrated our or we're going to celebrate our one year anniversary of doing Lost Podcasts on a Saturday. So we're doing a big old clip show, which should be a lot of fun of course, going beyond top chef and I'm sure a bunch of other random stuff in between. Uh, but it's it's been a very, very fun time with big brother starting and all this other stuff going on. Kevin and Nigel, I know you guys are big brother fans as well. Do you want to offer a quick assessment of your take on all stars so far?
0: Um, I was really disappointed that Nicole got so much power right away. I mean, <laughs> it's an exciting <laughs> <fun. laughs>
2: one. Wait, you mean preseason or like once the <laughs> season actually started? Because it could be either way.
0: <laughs> and, uh, you know, I. I was also a little more of a late fan to Big Brother. I, my first live season was uh, BB-17, um, but when I watched Danielle Donato's first season, I was so excited to hear that she was coming back. We ended up binging uh, 13 just so I could see her portion of that season before starting, and I have to say,
1: I'm not happy with her alliances. So <laughs> but, uh, my fave is coming for my faves, you know? Wow. You, you hate to see it coming. Yeah, you've got to watch a portion or a Porsche, depending on how you viewed the season of season 13. Uh, So next week, it's going to be back to Liana and myself. We're doing things a little bit different here because we're definitely doing the Borneo finale in two weeks. And so we're shifting gears a bit to be like, okay, that's a finale. What's a great penultimate episode of Survivor to discuss? And so this episode is not technically episode 13 because of of a recap episode. but We're still going to talk about it because what the hell. Next week, Liana and I are covering The Martyr Approach, the coach boot episode from Survivor Token Sheens next week. I am excited. This is one of the most over-the-top episodes in Survivor history, bidding farewell to one of the most over-the-top characters in Survivor history. There's going to be a lot going on, and Liana, I'm so excited to take the monastic approach with you next week.
0: I
2: was going to say, talk about big characters. (laughs) This is a great season for that and a
1: great episode. So we're going to be back next week. It's just going to be the two of us, but... As we've experienced over this podcast, we are looking for your games. Hell, we talked pirate on this podcast. That'll show how much fun we're willing to have with the most miscellaneous survivor-based subjects out there. So make sure to write them into us, rhapbnb at gmail.com. Or if you have shorter games, tweet them to us using the hashtag rhapbnb. We're nearing the bend here on the last couple of episodes. So if you have game ideas, make sure you get in there. That's going to do it for this week on the b Leona Liana and I are going to be back next week covering, again, the Martyr Approach, the Coach Boot episode of Survivor Choke and Gene. Special thanks to Scott St. Pierre for every, everything behind the scenes and Will from America for his fantastic scene song. Kevin, Nigel, thank you both so, so much. Liana, thank you so much. We'll check you out at your next day. Mike
0: am Liana gather playing some games. You I pray to your mama that they Sounds cool. I can tell you the name. It's the R H A P B M B. Like and Mikey on the yacht playing some games. You gotta pray to your mama that they're not too late. And if that all sounds cool, I can tell you the name.